You're listening to the shorter, digest version of the Hutton Orbital Radio Show, with the Hutton News, the Hot Pit Bit, Commander Flossie and her community goals, Galnet Digest and Buck Naked's Top Trucker. If you want the discussion section and the green room, there's also a longer version of this podcast available. Whichever you choose, do enjoy the show. In the Hutton Memorial Garden, the stonemason is putting the finishing touches to a series of words carved into a monument. Stood around are members of the Pilots' Federation from around the galaxy. The dastardly Don himself is there with his entourage, hat in hand, black suits immaculately pressed. As the mason stands back, the gathered commanders can read a small inscription. The world is so exquisite and with so much love and moral depth that there is no reason to deceive ourselves with pretty stories for which there's little good evidence. Far better, it seems to me, in our vulnerability, is to look death in the eye and to be grateful every day for the brief but magnificent opportunity that life provides. One commander, a hand of cards dealt that no one deserves, a career cut short but bold enough to stare him in the eye and stare him down long enough for the community to show the galaxy what humanity is made of. Caring, compassion, love, enthusiasm, and most of all, fun. There isn't much that can bring the galaxy together like this, a public show of respect for the bravest out there. Rest in peace. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, universe. This is Hutton Orbital Radio Live, and we're your studio team for the duration. I'm Rudolf Hucker, and it's my turn this week, and in the absence of Dick Chafing, we're hoping it'll be a silky smooth ride to the end of the show. The mellifluous maestros and maestrettes, I don't call one of them a mistress or she'll pan me again, are... Harry Balzac. Itching to get cracking. Norma Sockers. Snockers. Just hanging around. And I'm Colin Orgas, your stunt snockers. You mean fake snockers? Well, his duly appointed proxy snockers. Um, and on that note, our headlines this week. Annual Ninjoff leaves Hutton member sore. Thargoids, come back! Demand bloodthirsty pirates. Pilots say, Excuse me, sir, but you're blocking my passage. Colonic Engineering Initiative builds pressure on blockage. All hope is lost as GPS wipes out all trace of life. Atrus appears to be resting on his laurels. Calling all cars, your time is nigh. 
with the hot pit bit. It's hip replacement time as Hotbox angers the Green Menace. And Norma's initiative gathers momentum. First this evening, the annual Mugfu Ninjoff All Comers Tournament visited Hutton Space this week. With the mixed martial arts skills of pyjama-wearing backside-kicking hand-to-hand combat specialists from throughout the galaxy descending on Van Manen Star to try their hand and their feet and in some cases whatever part of their anatomy was most dangerous at winning the crown as combat elite in interpersonal relations. Teams included the Pixel Monks of Van Manen and their mug-branded Shaolin specialist PBS F. Ragnarok, Hutton's very own Mugfu Shifu Commander Rampage 737, the entire HR team of Federal HQ, and the Emeridote Doyens of the Third Rukovashnikov Girl Guides, along with their very, 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 very ancient teacher, Master Ken. The first few rounds went as expected, with the Alliance Independent Suicide Squad performing perfectly and ceding their space to their opponent within seconds the HR team being disqualified on grounds of gross misconduct and one entrant being removed from the premises for getting his letters mixed up when being asked what martial art he was using. Apparently the Kama Sutra's reverse cowboy is not an appropriate wrestling move. The final round for the trophy was left to Hutton's very own Mugfu practitioner, Rampage, having seen off the Ragnarok and his black belt in the Mugfu forms of hand-to-hand combat said to represent the movements required by Hutton truckers when catching a dropped mug of a suitably hot beverage without spilling any. His opponent, Susan from the guides, was deceptively harmless looking, a lesson that Rampage was to learn. Having folded him up like a tent, she proceeded to set fire to him before taking her master's teachings to their ultimate conclusion, remembering to restomp the groin. The referee called an end to the bout, tears in his eyes, for fear of any lasting damage to the rampage, who was stretched off for a visit to Nurse Wyeth. Hutton does indeed have one sore member today. The Pilots' Federation, fresh from complaining that the Thargoids were burning everything, obtaining Guardian weaponry was far too grindy, And, of course, the power restrictions on AX weaponry were just ridiculous. Amongst other things, have this week turned their ire on Tharg the Mighty. Apparently, he's too soft. He has run away. Buggered off. He's done a brave Sir Robin and is nowhere to be seen. Yes, they're calling for the Thargoids to come back so they can fight them and have more to moan about on next week's news when something really important catches fire like... Sol or Shinrata or Dav's Hope. Our roving reporters attempted to investigate the situation, but couldn't find any Thargoids to ask. Not even the angry red ones with the pew pew and the <laughs> thus confirming that Thargoid half term does indeed start a week before the rest of the bubble and avoiding the expensive ship transfer fee hike that the rest of us have to pay. 
We will be finding out later this evening whether the missing eight-sided home wreckers have had any impact this week. But if not, we recommend the salty pilots of the Pilots Federation go and find something else to moan about. Maybe the colour beige or the cables that dangle down from the ceiling on the anaconda. Or elephant butt leather. May we please also remind commanders that due to a clerical error, those of you wanting Guardian weaponry were indeed fitted with the shot cannons by accident this week. And after a series of nasty incidents around the rear of a couple of basilisks, a total recall was issued and the offending T was replaced by a D. Oh, and the corrosive substance was scrubbed off the ships. We suspect that the pilots might need some mind bleach, though, as being frame ship deep, frame shift deep in a pile of Thargoid dung is no one's idea of a good night out. Reliable sources close to the heart of the galaxy's action, led by a commander to whom we shall refer as Gaelic Katie Moistbreeze, to protect their anonymity, have been speculating on the causes of apparent rash of ships that dart in ahead of you and grab the medium-sized pad. The mad mid-pad cad led barking, basking, parking, shocking, docking, blocking, mocking, whopping dastards. We at Hutton Orbital have conjectured that this is a new technique from the Pirates' Federation to slow down the increase in rampant inflation caused by everyone and his or her, however they identify, dog or cat or hamster or emotional support wombat, cashing in on the proceeds of void opal mining. As we see it, their plan is that you can't land, you can't sell your cargo, and if the frustration of waiting drives you to self-destruct, you take your opals with you, which helps to keep the price high. We expect this kind of behaviour to increase, with pirate-skinned belugas parking across the toast rack, blockading stations, mysterious malfunctions affecting planetary markets, and shady characters sidling up to you suggesting that it would be a shame if anything nasty was to happen to your paintwork or if any of your crew were to suffer an accident and that you might want to consider a career in exploring. We think that this coercion is all to get ready for the day when the dastardly Don, Antonacci that is, opens his vast vaults for void opals and collapses the galactic economy, leaving him free to step in and take control. Galactic authorities have been informed of our concerns and have assured us that if we just leave it with them, they'll look into it. So we're not worried. No, not at all. No, sorry, Bob. We're calm. The pain that commanders are feeling in the Colonia region was amplified this week as it was confirmed that pins often go missing somewhere in the dark regions and with the pins going missing in space, so do the engineering recipes to keep your python right up there in the Colonia. With the apprentice engineers in the colonic region only having a semi when it comes to the full package, commanders have been striving long and hard to train them up to the mighty standards required by even the most demanding of pilots. This initiative is beginning to bite, with the engineers progressing from sucking through pursed lips when seeing your mighty anaconda, to using the phrases, gonna cost ya, and that's excluding VAT, mate. 
We're looking forward to humanity's second home being as effective as the bubble. But in the meantime, if you're out there, do your bit and make sure you let them change your brake discs every time they change the pads. And of course, new bushes every time. A commander recently was concerned that Tharg the Mighty had indeed carried out his threat to wipe out all humanity. He was travelling to Dav's Hope, but upon arriving in the system, it was nowhere to be seen. There were no planets at all, no asteroid belts, and even one of the suns had disappeared, leaving nothing but two binary stars and a whole heap of questions. The commander was worried that he'd possibly missed a great disturbance in his course, as if millions of voices suddenly cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced. Starting to doubt his own sanity, especially when other commanders jumped into the same system and reported all was well, he felt as if an interdimensional barrier had been broken and that he was indeed lost, cast adrift upon the stellar winds of a parallel universe. The commander even contacted the Pilots' Federation for help, and Commander Normandy started emergency procedures to try to recover the lost spaceman, when other commanders spotted a problem. The abandoned pilot was not in a distant parallel universe. He was in the wrong system. When entering the system details into his GPS, that's Galactic Piloting Support, a genuine satellite navigator, he was told that he must have mistyped the name of the system, entering System Hyades Sector CRV C2 C223, whereas we all know it should be System Hyades Sector DRV C223. Hard to mix those two up. Much more likely is that the Pilots' Federation is experimenting with powerful new weapons that can move the contents of entire systems one letter to the right. Good evening, truckers. Atrus5060 reporting in once again with the latest intel on the Thargoids from Canon Research. Another week has gone by and humanity is really starting to show the Thargoids that we're a force to be reckoned with. AXI, or is it Axie? With help from its allies, including our very own Hacks, or is it HAX Wing, managed to clear all three incursions in record time, as well as defend several of last week's Eagle Eye targets. While all this was going on, it's been awfully busy, Operation IDA, or maybe it's Ida, have been hard at work getting stations back online. That's lovely, and in record time at that. Given the outlook several weeks ago, humanity's made an incredible comeback in the war against the bugs. That's Thargoids. We hope this effort can continue in the upcoming battles since the Thargoids show Thargoids, got to make it sound all, all dramatic, show no signs of stopping their aggression against humanity. This week, Eagle Eye is reporting six new targets that will need to be defended. Oh my goodness, I've just looked at the list. Okay, there are Shocky Yinny, Apoya, Crotonese, Frygang, 
Lockipi and Gabia. In addition to these targets, there are two active incursions underway in... Oh dear. Um, Uo Digainta and... How do you say that? How do you say GC? Gukikiro. Gukikikiro. That place. Keep an eye out for Commander Falco Tuck's orders on where combat and evac pilots should be focusing their efforts this week. And if combat and station evac are not your thing, join Operation IDA, or possibly Operation Ida, in their efforts to repair damaged stations throughout the bubble. Aren't they lovely? Humanity is counting on you, truckers. Good luck out there. And for the mug... Hutton Orbital Incident Report Incident Location HIP 17692 Date and Time of Incident 2110 hours 22nd May 3305 Reporting Officer Mia Harkness Circulate 2 His Fluffiness Alvin De Fear and Progenitor Leo Wolf Type of Incident Property Damage and you know hot box stuff Type of Damage Life and Ship Well where to start with this one you may not know it, but the Hotbox team are very keen Megaship spotters, so when Megaship Monday rolls round, we, well, we usually leave it a couple of days and then head out on the Wednesday to bag a few for our notebooks. This time we wanted to look at some Alcatraz-class prison vessels. The XR424DYV model with three reactor domes in the main control tower, which are much rarer and much cooler than those XR424DYZ models. I mean, what kind of loser gets those two mixed up, right? Anyway. Commander Short Engineer had heard that the one in HIP 17692 had recently been attacked by Thargoids. We thought it was a great opportunity to help with the rescue operation and bag a few hollow selfies at the same time, so off we went. It started off well enough as it always does in these reports and then went downhill rapidly, as it always does in these reports. We were in close to the ship having a look around when Short Engineer noticed a blip in his sensor screen. We thought it may be an escape pod or a stray cargo container, so off he went to investigate. Well, there wasn't Ed either of these things. As it turns out, Varg the Mighty was still in the area and he was not a happy sunbeam. Petals turned red, fuckers were released and Short Engineer barely had time to hit the boost button and scream BROWN ALERT! before waves of drones stripped his shields. Then old Varg turned that giant glassy eye on him. The rest was fairly predictable. There was a yelp, a loud bang, a pop, and Short Engineer was outside. Again. As his friends and colleagues, we obviously couldn't stand by and watch, so we daringly intercepted Tharg and his swarm, splitting them up and drawing their fire, buying time for Short Engineer to swim to safety and avoid a proper probing from that Tharg. Malice taunted Tharg into following him, and I blasted through the Thucker swarm and the Cobra GTI, disrupting their formation and making them very, very angry. Since the mollusk incident with the whole DNA splice thing, Short Engineer doesn't really bother with an escape pod now. He says the cold, dark void of space is kind of cosy, like a big, black, snuggly blanket. He was able to grab onto a passing rescue ship with a prehensile tentacle, at least they said it was a tentacle, and he got a, anyway, he got a toast to safety. Um, things were pretty grim for the rest of us. We survived, but took a real beating before system security arrived and we were able to retreat. I say we, 
Bobby managed to make it through the whole incident without a scratch because Thunderboy weapons can't target ships at 20 plus kilometres. Just saying. Since we were in no fit state to stick around, we took off and made repairs. We had a location for another damaged megaship, an abandoned one this time, so we went there for selfies instead. It was about this time that Commander Rampage turned up and asked if we needed any help with the Thargoids. What a guy. We were still a bit traumatised and have spent most of the day in the infirmary with Nurse Wyeth and the Thargoid doll, showing her on the doll where it probed us. You'll find Bobby and Rampage in the hotbox office drinking tea since they weren't really traumatised. Anyway, apologies to the crew members of the HIP 17692 prison ship and happy World Turtle Day. Kind regards, Mia Harkness, Apology Officer, Team Hotbox. Sorry again. Colin Cars here, Hutton Orbital Chief Traffic Controller, filling in for loose snockers for the hot pit bit. It's just going to be a quick one tonight as I'm busy trying to stop reckless pilots from crashing into Bay 3. Ever since they started recording the fastest times to Hutton Orbital, the accident rate has gone through the roof and the back of the docking bay. Anyway, the big news today is the election in Haghole, which is for control of the system. After Day 3, we are leading comfortably and victory is close. So, support us with hot missions and passengers from Mischerschmidt City. No expedition data or trade, please, unless that trade is on the black market. Smuggling cigarettes, that's the way forward. Elsewhere in the bubble, Wise 0855-0714, Luton 145-141, LP 525-39, Alpha Centauri and PSPF LF2 are all riding high, so no hot work there, please. Meanwhile, I have a long-distance communique from one of the hanky gang from our, former, from our partner agencies are in Colonia. Uh, we are up 1.9% at 16.9% in tier, down 1% at 36.4% in Doriso, down 9% at 55.6% and EOL Procol Centauri. In EOL Procol Centauri, we are in the boom states. In Doriso, we are not in a state. And in Tier, we are also not in a state. We need missions and passengers uh, in, in EOL Procol Centauri. Also in EOL Procol Centauri, work for pioneers and explorers against like deer of Colonia. We want pioneers to win the election. Please bounty hunt in EOL Procol Centauri or Doritos, then hand in at EOL Procol Centauri. Uh, and trade as well, buy low, sell high. Uh, exploration data to be cached at EOL Procol Centauri. Please keep up, keep up the great work, and remember, if in doubt, post a message to King Hanky regarding any data drops. We have some special instructions. Uh, also in EOL Procol Centauri, work for pioneers. Oh, I think we've had that bit already, actually. Um, so, uh, if you're on your way back to the Distant Worlds 2 expedition, that's where you can call in, drop off some data. Um, although we have got a promise from a small group of commanders who broke it last time, they promise they're not going to do it again. Over to Norma. The current interstellar initiative, Bridging the Gap, continues with two competing combat sieges this week. Zendi Partners Defence Appeal and Segnan Exchange Security Initiative. 
following a series of hostile engagements in the Sinyuf ENHD1196 system, recently established as a hub of guardian technological research, both Zendi Partners and Segnan Exchange have appealed for support. Details to follow later. Alvin DeFear from Cecil B. Trumpington. That'd be me. Hutton Orbital, Eden, somewhere in Alpha Centauri. Too bloody far away, if you ask me. Regarding those invoices on your desk. Dear sir, further to the missive of the other day, I would like to tender an explanation as to the invoice on your desk. I had proceeded as instructed to Hutton Orbital, whereupon I met with fellow truckers who very, very kindly agreed to load the pool type 9 lovely craft up with mugs for the mug. In their eagerness to satisfy your trucking needs, there seems to have been a little bit of a manifest error. For with every 30 tons of mugs, uh, for the mug, there also happens to have been some gin. Ordinarily, this wouldn't have vexed me terribly, but I was very aware about your standing orders not to waste the long, long, very, very long journey to Hutton. So, showing initiative, I decided that the best thing to do would be to dispose of the gin. Now, being near the orbital, and not wanting to cause shipping hazards, I proceeded to proceed a few kilometers away. Now, at that point, an idea came upon me. Normally, the eject old cargo button has gaffer tape over it. But, aha, I thought, I have an idea. and removed the tape, pushing the button to eject all of the gin. This was my first error, for I had forgotten about the mugs, for the mug. So I attempted to scoop up all of the mugs, uh, for the mug, but not the gin. Unfortunately, some gin did materialize back in my cargo hold. Not much. On returning to Hutton, only a few kilometers away, I asked very, very nicely for some more mugs uh, for the mug. 
but there was some gin in the way. So I proceeded to dispose of the gin. This was my second error. Having now filled the hold with mugs, uh, for the mug, and set my destination, I duly jumped. Now I can't really remember. It might have been a binary system. I'm not quite sure. However, I correctly proceeded forthwith to the station. Upon arrival, I found the right side of the station, damn confusing things, and proceeded into that little letterbox-shaped thing. This was my third error. The docking controller clearly doesn't know what is what, as he told me off for entering without permission. So I turned the pool type 9 around. And this was my fourth error. You see, a type 9 doesn't fit. It's too big. And there was this viper. Ruddy thing got stuck to my canopy. Couldn't see a thing. So I decided to scrape it off using the toast rack. And that was my final error. It sort of exploded. A bit. And there were alarms. And there was shooting noise. In my haste to remove myself from the situation, I appear to have pushed the wrong button. The one with no gaffer tape on it. Some silly idiot took the gaffer tape off. Anyway, you might ask what this has to do with the invoice. Well, upon my return to Hutton Orbital, I retired to the gentleman's facilities to avail myself of the plumbing. I seem to have committed a bit of a faux pas in Cubicle 3. Your indulgence is appreciated. Sincerely, me. Bits reports here with all of the latest hot pit report. But what does it mean when they see we're expanding? Does it mean that we're all getting fat? Where can we sell all our data and not be a dirty truck and funked up cock and boob loving, useless, incredibly annoying truck and Hot pit report here with all the instructions. Hot pit report. It's time for the hot pit reports. So, Commander Overlight. What did all of that stuff mean? Ah, <laughs> oh, it was a rather wonderful song telling us all about the hot pittance uh, report that everybody should listen to the instructions and, and, and heed the word of the Hutton Orbital Truckers political information team. So can I, can I ask some really pointy questions? Go ahead. Right. So I, as if I was paying attention earlier... Yes. It's all about the hag hole. Yes. Yes. So hag hole... Uh, um, We've been hackering after Hag Hole for a little while, and some some 
sterling work by some of my colleagues in the uh, hot pit team made it happen. Uh, we have that election for control, which is uh, awesome, um, and we're doing rather well. Well, just uh, I mean, for, for the uninitiated, obviously, so to get an election for control, we did lots of stuff for Hutton because we don't own a station yet there. Correct. Correct. So, so we've got to do stuff for Hutton elsewhere and then also we can do yes. missions there, can't we? So what that means is that uh, exploration data and trade, uh, or at least legal trade, are no good to us in Hag Hull at the moment because for uh, exploration data and trade to be beneficial, um, you have to trade with the or sell the exploration data at a station owned by the faction that you want to help. And as you say, we don't own one, so that's no good to us. But we're there on the mission board. So um, missions for HOT, the higher the influence, the better, the five plus 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 ones. Incidentally, the Hutton Helper has been upgraded now. So that will recognize uh, and, and duly reward um, those uh, high influence missions. Um, so yeah, when, when you, sorry, this is the what does it all mean bit, and I'm, I'm asking the sort of silly questions. So when you hand in the missions, you get a choice of, do you want the cash or do you want the a little bit of cash and some cargo? And typically then the third one along is the either, either rep or influence. Which one are we looking for the big pluses in? Is it the rep or influence? It's the influence. So so rep is if you want to ingratiate yourself with a faction. So if you're trying to get a permit or something like that with a uh, faction to get it from. Or, or make Leal love you. You make Leal love you. And we all want to. You know, we all want to bask in Leal's love, obviously. Um, but uh, some, the other some good more thing, than others, Cecil. Yes. <laughs> very much so. Uh, the other benefit of being of have being allied with the faction is you will get the best mission payouts for them and the best rewards. Uh, but the reward we want, uh, or certainly the reward that will help uh, Hutton Orbital Truckers the most, is the influence reward. And as I said, the missions that have got the the plus five influence rewards are the uh, the creme de la creme. So if you can select them, that would be. Awesome. Right, and um, is it is it Dean Bridges that looks after the transport side of things? It for us is as well? Dean Bridges. Yes. He's, now, what uh, about trans? What about transport missions, particularly the the bulk ones? Are they they help as well? They're all good. I mean, since uh, for a little while now, um, it's. Um, it's all good. I mean, each mission has got a different rewards, so the bulk aren't necessarily better. They're all they're all good in different ways. Um, just look when you have a look at the mission. You're just a bit a like Hutton Truckers. You're all great, but just in different ways. Exactly, and we're greater than the sum of our parts. But just when you pick the missions, have a look at the rewards available. You can filter uh, by influence um, and actually have a look at the see which ones offer the best influence as a prize. Pick them. Uh, from uh, Mischerschmidt City, uh, which is the station in Haghole. Um, it's got large landing pads, so you can, you know, you can go there in uh, any ship you like. And um, those for us in Haghole will help us to win the day. We are doing well, but it's that last little push we need. But, yeah, we, we've, had, we've had that question, obviously, because it used to be that during elections and wars, um, you could see your influence and how well you were doing sort of swing as you were doing it. But it doesn't work like that anymore, does it? it it's, it's pegged to... It, yeah. Level pegging. So and a little locked. message somewhere that says, you know, how many days that you've dominated or something, isn't it? Yes, that's right. So what used to happen, uh, we need to dwell on that too much, but what used to happen was when your influence matched with an eligible faction, you would go into a, a conflict state with them, either a war or an election. Uh, and then that would last until you'd created a certain gap and held that gap for long enough, then you would win or eventually it would fizzle out. Um, now what happens is the influence locks and it stays the same for the duration of the conflict state. Um, you can track that um, if you're part of the faction. You can actually look in the uh, in the squ sorry part of the squadron, part of the Hutton Orbital Squadron. Uh, you can look 
in the squadron screen and actually see where we are uh, in the election at the moment. Uh, so right now, well, see, while he's looking that one up, Commander Palantir. Yes, sir. This, this is the most informative. What does it all mean? We've had in months. I know. I think he should have his own spin-off show. Actually, that theme tune, I think we might just have to say that's Overlight's theme tune now. Oh, no. We might have to you know, send, send you know, the, the, the splitter that is Dead Meat GF back to the naughty step. What have I done to deserve this? <laughs> well, hey, sorry, attention. I was just that's... covering while you were looking up there. That's all right. So, yes, yeah, so right now you can you can see there's there's a, there's a little slidey bar on the conflict status and it shows you uh, whether you are close to defeat or, or close to victory. And we are we are we are on the cusp of victory. It normally takes about a week, can be a bit less, uh, but normally takes about a week. And um, and then on success, we will. You, well, the, the other benefit now uh, is it will tell you actually what you will achieve if you win said election or what you will lose uh, if you lose uh, said election so you, you know what the outcome is going to be whereas before we just had to take our best guess so that was difficult when we were trying to take bonkers for instance we didn't know we were <laughs> going to win bonkers until we won the system and it gave us because it was the i think that was bonkers wasn't the biggest is it the biggest station over in wolf 25 i can't remember there, were, there was one where we really wanted the station and then we realized that we won the system and didn't get the station which was a, a proper pain in the, yeah <laughs> That was, uh, I'll be honest, that was before my time. But yeah, that, that's the thing. It was a guessing game before. So now you know what the, the outcome is going to be, which certainly which certainly helps us. The Ooh. other thing to note about... Oh, go on. I was going to say, the other thing to note about conflict states is actually what affects influence in conflict states. Um, so for election, election is a very peaceful thing. They're always peaceful elections, aren't they? No one ever gets upset about them. Um, and so therefore... <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't <laughs> love having gone to vote today. No, nope. oh, indeed. Therefore, only uh, missions count, um, certainly in this election, because it's only missions and passengers that we can do to benefit said election. Um, conflict actions, i.e. bounties, combat bombs, that sort of thing, they don't help. Conversely, if the conflict state was a was a war, a civil war, then it would be all your combat actions that would that would make the difference. Oh, assassinations um, and yeah, um, massacre kind of targets thing. and that kind of, Okay, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so hence that's why we need missions uh, to help us. I mentioned before trade. Um, the way you can help is to undermine uh, the revolutionary party of Hackhole uh, by trading on the black market. There, that actually damages their influence. Um, so, if you have a look at their system, uh, sorry, have a look at the system. Have a look at what's uh, what's actually illegal there. Um, so, if can. you fancy a bit of hand solo, you know, smuggling it under yeah. the floorboards. Exactly that 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 sort of thing. Um, then you can actually, um, that, that if that if that's your thing, you can make a reasonable amount of cash doing that, and um, and also uh, that will uh, that will certainly help us. So so it is uh, help us, help us, hurt them, hurt them. Yeah, you've, you've yeah. Made, that's it. It all adds up. It's all the the, the old. Um, it's all about filling buckets. All right. Okay. So we're nearly going to get that one. We'll get that one. We, we don't know what we're doing next. Well, we do actually, because I noticed there was a comment came up in the chat from a Commander Lenin. It's not actually relevant to the comment he made, but um, we also have a target there in that there was a new station built in one of our systems called Leningrad, which um, Commander Lenin privately funded off Void Opals, I believe. Um, and it's in one of Hutton's systems, but we don't own Leningrad yet. So I think possibly once we've got the hag hole in the bag... Um, yes, we'll have to help the oligarch out. Yeah, we're going to have to help Lenin bring Leningrad, um, yes, under, under Alvin's benevolent waggy squeaky control 
I shall be incoming with lots of uh, exploration data to help that. As I say, exploration data in stations that we own, brilliant, uh, but not if... Uh, not See, if that one's going to be tricky because in order to get that, we're going to have to help whoever owns it and sort of tease them with, ha-ha, you might be able to take over one of Hutton's systems, ha-ha, and then, oh, oh no, you're not. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to have to help them for a while so that we can get into an election with them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we'll get uh, we'll get hag hole sorted, and then we'll get on it. Ah, oh, fantastic! And of course, um, Dead Meat GF sends a very, very important message about LHS three hundred and forty. Don't go there. Don't go there. <clears throat> and obviously, what does it all mean? The Colonia version. Well, we had a lot of detail on Colonia earlier, but um, yes, do missions in Il Procol and um, work. Now, the bit about working for them. There, there's two other factions in Il Procol Centauri that are currently at election and mm. we want to help pioneers and explorers and her like dealer or like dear or whatever it is of colonia so yes we, we want pioneers to win the election i have to be a bit careful last time i went to colonia i broke it and got into all sorts of trouble right that was the last line there they promised not to break it this time that was you uh might have been so and you might friends. end up re- releasing releasing dead meat from the naughty step and going to occupy it yourself yes it, but it was mainly me yes well sorry look, thank, you, thank you very much indeed commander overlight for probably the most informative what does it all mean we've had in an awful long time <laughs> my pleasure Hello? Hello? Is this thing on? Piece of crap. Oh, no, that's got it. My name is Alex Quinn, and this is my first personal log entry as the new Chief of Base Security at Hutton Orbital. So, how did I end up here? Well, before taking this job, I was Petty Officer in the Federal Navy, and it was going pretty well for me. Until, whilst on routine patrol on some backwater outpost, my unit ran into some of the local population that didn't appreciate us being there, and showed that appreciation by shooting at us. Now, normally this would not have been a problem. However, the night before, I'd drunk an obscene amount of Erin in Pearl whiskey in the officer's mess, and was quite squiffy the next morning. It was in this foggy state that I mistook the meaning of my commanding officer's orders of fire at will. And, well, let's just say Captain Will was never the same again after that. I was court-martialed, found guilty, and uh, dishonorably discharged. I had nowhere to go and no job to turn to, so I jumped at the opportunity when the job of Chief of Base Security for Hutton came up. Apparently, the previous chief met his untimely end by way of a faulty airlock, a bottle of mega gin, and an animatronic sheep named uh, Dolly. But the way I saw it, one man's loss was another man's gain. Mine. So, I made my way to Hutton Orbital, and after an interview that was shorter than the actual trip, he asked if I had a pocket for dog treats, and then shook my hand and said I had the job. I kind of thought this might not be the greatest career change for me when the majority of the questioning consisted of being repeatedly asked if I was sure I actually wanted the job. Well, the HR reps said that I was the perfect man for the job. Turns out, I was the only man for the job. No one else had turned up. 
So, from there I was shown to my office, which can only be described as a broom cupboard. Mainly because it's actually just a broom cupboard, with a table and chair on one side, a picture of his fluffiness Alvin hanging on the other side, and a waste bin with Give Me Your Trash, and a pair of rather evil-looking eyes sketched on one side. Well, with my predecessor now on his way into deep space, whilst frozen in a compromising position with Dolly, and no formal handover, Cookie the intern passed me a short and uh, slightly chewed job description. So, number one. The anacondas at Hutton are 100 credits. They are not free. Number two. Do not go into cubicle three, ever, under any circumstance. Number three. Keep Cecil away from the mega gin storage. Number four. Beware that the security teams at Hutton like to shoot first. Shoot again, shoot some more, and then when everyone's dead, check to see if they have entered the correct room. Number five, do not interfere with Alvin's private security, or you might just get a zero-G spaniel in the face. Number six, for the mug. So, it looks like I've got my work cut out for me. I just hope that not much happens all the way out here. I mean, it's not as if anyone actually comes here deliberately, is it? Chief, we have a situation here in Docking Bay 2. Here's what I think of that suggestion. We've got another one. You won't believe us about the anacondas. Help me, Meg. That's my favourite one. We need your assistance, Chief. Over. Looks like his neighbours have taken objection to our shouting. We're gonna need a medic. Chief Quinn here. I'm on my way. Out. Damn it. End of personal log entry. The briefing now starting in conference room three is the introduction to dark landing procedures. Welcome to the starport. Incoming message from Hackscom. I like sharing good news, and I have more this week. We successfully defended all three of the systems we operated in last week. Well done, truckers. Let's keep kicking Tharg all the way back to the Cone Sector and teach them you don't mess with humanity. We will begin this week defending Gusarico. Look for the AX conflict zones and kick all the bugs out. Keep an eye out, though. I'm seeing reports from AXI indicating Tharg may be changing tactics. Some CZs have only scouts, while others will have double the normal interceptors. And we even have some unconfirmed reports of interceptors regenerating hearts. But, no matter what trickery Tharg is up to, I know we'll kick the bugs out of Gusarico. After that, we'll be convincing Tharg that Lokopai isn't worth their time either. Hunt up the non-human signal sources there, and turn those goids into clouds of acidic green mist. If you need tips on AX combat, be sure to ask in the Hutton Facebook or Discord, or head over to the Hacks Wing Facebook group. Also, don't forget that empty stations aren't worth Tharg's time, so ferrying evacuees to rescue ships also helps. Alright truckers, let's mount up, fight hard, ferry money, and defend the mug. And Hackscom transmission. Defend the mug. Alright truckers, Percy Thrasher here. Now I've got a little poem from back in the day. It was done by a chap named Dudley Moore.
As I was walking down the street one day, I saw a house on fire. There was a man at an upper story window, screaming and shouting because he was sore afraid. We said, jump, you fucker, jump. Jump into this blanket while we are holding, and you'll be all right. He jumped, hit the deck, broke his trucking neck. There was no blanket. Laugh, I nearly shat. I have not laughed that hard since Grandma died. Auntie Mabel caught her left tit in the mangle. We are miserable truckers. Filthy truckers. Yars holds. Thank you very much, Commander. That's an old one, and it's a good one. is in trouble bug infestations in the bubble your home stations burned rubble what on earth can we do now interstellar initiatives let flossie tell you what it is then you can get involved with this you should Listen to what Flossie says Interstellar Initiative Flossie tells us what she thinks it is Then you can get involved with this Now you should listen to what Flossie says Hello, Flossie here with this week's CG or should I say Interstellar Initiatives news Zendi Partners Defence Appeal and Segnen Exchange Security Initiative. Following a series of hostile engagements in the Senyof ENH D1196 system, recently established as a hub of Guardian Technological Research, both Zendi Partners and Segren Exchange have appealed for support. Freyatane, CEO of Zendi Partners, made this announcement. Shortly after our company deployed a megaship transport service connecting Zendi and Guardian Space, our convoys came under attack. We have evidence to suggest that Segnin Exchange is responsible for this flagrant attempt to undermine our efforts. I call upon the galactic community to assist Zendi partners in removing this threat to our operation. Our plans to begin production of an advanced multi-cannon can proceed once Segnan Exchange's disruptions have been dealt with. Meanwhile, Cedric Stone, CEO of Segnan Exchange, provided his statement. Zendi Partners apparently intends to control the trade of Guardian communities in Sydney ENH D1196, which is perhaps why there is a violent resistance to their operation. My company would only ever respond to threats with an appropriate level of self-defense. In order to re-establish peace and protect our research into new Guardian human technology, we ask independent pilots to support second exchange vessels in the system. Securing a permanent presence will allow my company to, to complete work on an advanced Dumfire launcher on schedule. Our newly established outpost, Indigo Dock, will serve as our base of operations in these efforts. The two factions have set out campaigns in Sinyuf ENH D1196 to take place between the 23rd and 29th of May, 3305. 
To be eligible for rewards, you must sign up as an active participant before handing in combat bonds at either the Prospect or Indigo Dock in the Sinew of ENHD1196 system. Depending which side wins, we'll, we'll decide which weapon will become available. So choose your size wisely. That's this week's Interstellar Initiatives News. Flossie told you what to do. Not an orbital radio. We're sorry for, you know, whatever. Galnet News Digest, 23rd of May 3305. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Clash of the Tech Giants. All-purpose weapons promote killing spree. Tharg takes one hell of a beating. The S-shaped rift. Clash of the Tech Giants. Following the success of last week's appeal to all pilots, a Guardian tech broker has been abducted and installed in a gilded cage at the Prospect in the snappily titled Sinuf EN-HD11-96 Centre of Operations for Zendi Partners. Guardian tech can be traded for permission to use Guardian modules, and Guardian modules may be purchased and equipped at the Prospect. Although the curses of the trapped technology broker are believed by some to bring bad luck. For Zendi Partners, that bad luck comes in the form of rival corporation Segnan Exchange, which Freya Tain of Zendi accuses of attacking convoys in the system, and which has recently established an outpost, Indigo Dock. Segnan Exchange insists that it has every right to maintain a presence in the system, leading to an irreconcilable difference of opinions between the two corporations. As is usual when there's an irreconcilable difference of opinion between two corporations, Zende and Segnan have decided to settle the matter by a process of military attrition, which is a sort of voting using guns. Whichever corporation destroys the most ships from the other corporation will get to keep the Sinuf EN-HD11-96 system and the two transporter megaships, the Conduit and Sadler's Song. The other corporation will go home with nothing. All-purpose weapons promote killing spree. In unrelated news, Zende Partners claims to be on the brink of revealing an advanced multi-cannon and has offered to share the technology should it succeed in repelling Segnan Exchange from the system. Using synthesised ammo, the advanced multi-cannon will be suitable for attacking both human and guardian targets, meaning no more awkward outfitting choices and no more being defenceless when the Xeno-huggers start throwing milkshakes. This gives commanders a clear reason to back Zendi partners in the struggle for the hearts and minds of the inhabitants of Sinuf EN-HD11-96. Segnan partners, by comparison, are offering a new Dumbfire missile system if they win the battle. The advanced Dumbfire launcher will behave entirely differently from Zendi's advanced multi-cannon because it's a missile launcher. 
It will use synthesized ammo, which will make it suitable for use against both humans and Thargoid targets. Oddly enough, the crafting requirements will be identical to the Zende partner's offering, and in both cases the new weapon will take a normal weapon slot and will not count against the experimental weapons quota. They can both be engineered for extra boom for your space buck. So, is it better to repel the Thargoid threat using a new advanced multi-cannon or a new advanced dumbfire launcher? The way to have your say is to decide which humans you'd like to kill. Tharg takes one hell of a beating. The Thargoid assault on the bubble seems to be heading back where it came from, with just two unpronounceable systems reporting a massive Thargoid presence and three stations requiring emergency evacuation. The affected stations are Iqbal Station in Gikiriko, Mason Port in Udrudigenta, and Ryman Orbital, famed for its stationary supplies, in HIP 13173. There are still dozens of stations requiring repair, and there are still huge numbers of Thargoids in the Pleiades, but it's beginning to look like we're winning the Battle of the Bubble. And that's before Zende Partners and Segnan Exchange offer their new, improved, advanced weapons. In related news, the Lave Radio Network has caught up with the year-old information that turreted Guardian plasma chargers Flechette and Shard Cannon all require a gunner to make them work properly. If you don't have a gunner, these weapons can still provide forward-only fire. This has been the case since well before Commander Aidle Weiss cruelly stole the credit for mapping Pomesh 2C from the creator of the Pomesh Ridge Challenge. Commander Alec Turner. The S-shaped rift. The quality of the view from the cockpit has improved dramatically for some commanders today with the release of the S-shaped rift binoculars. Using these new binoculars, which are not believed to have any connection to the more powerful Formidine rift, commanders can see more clearly. It's reported that the cockpit view appears more compelling and vivid when viewed using these binoculars. Owners of the older CV-1 Rift are reported to be having trouble finding a market willing to buy their outdated consumer tech. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. there, Hoss. I'm Buck. You see this asp? This ain't your asp. This one's mine. But it could be yours. The Lake On Spaceways asp is the ultimate in versatile space flight. Why, it has more uses than a mason jar at a county fair. It even has a tool for removing stones from horses' hooves. Old Bessie sure appreciates that. Your new asp can be rigged in three wonderful editions exclusively from Lake On Spaceways. You can get yourself an Explorer Asp for those long road trips to the Crab Nebula, a Combass for taking part in the next nearby Civil War, or even our most popular addition, 
the haul ass. Perfect for trucking to hunting, just like old Buck Naked did during the hunting run. Take my advice, partner. Everyone should have a good ass they can trust to keep on trucking all night long. Only from Lake On Spaceways. Hutton Orbital Radio, we really are very, very sorry. Now you're a trucker. All you gotta do is truck that truck. When you're a hunting trucker, if you can turn a profit, then you're out of luck. It's for the love that we fly all over the space. Point to two lightnings crossed at a hill of a base. Just turn the wheel and keep that smile on your face. Maybe someday soon you'll be a top trucker. there, truckers. It's old Buck Naked, spokesman for Lacon Spaceways. Back again for this week's Hutton Top Trucker. How do we keep up with your shenanigans while you tootle around in the Milky Way? Why, we install this little piece of software called the Hutton Helper in your spaceship. And if you ain't already got it installed, you can install it yourself, relatively pain-free, by going to the website Hot dot for the mug dot com almost as pain free as a hutton pizza meat without beer so let's get on to our top truckers from last week yeehaw from the explorers jumping around like them horny rabbits in a field commander mad door took the lead with almost th- uh, 84,300 light years jumped tearing up the Don's dastardly desperados this week is Commander Texas Stew with 41.1 million credits earned and accounted for. Keep up the good work there, Commander. Our top mission trucker this week is Commander Marco 2612 with 476 mission points earned. Now that sure put a smile on Miss Lale's face. Hauling cargo like a hunting trucker oughta. Commander James Bradley transported and sold just about 38,000 tons this week. And driving the Hutton high-speed rail this week, Commander the Murphy hauled 3,767 passengers around the galaxy and earned himself a five-star rating from all the passengers, too. Now, if you remember... We have a new challenge set forth by Commander FTM Mustang. It's open season on Thargoids, and you don't even need a license or tags for it. So, if you're into fumigating a few bugs, fire up that ship and get to Thargoid hunting. So our top Thargoid killer this week is still Commander FTM Mustang with 323 bugs squished. But our current leaders are Commander Zane Till with 5,115 destroyed, Commander Ed Hunter with 4,263 splattered, and Commander Wing Nun English with 4,068 fumigated. 
first one to 10,000 kills is the winner. And the prize is worth fighting for, I assure you. Our fastest run to Hutton Orbital is still held by Commander Litho Breaker in 1 hour, 23 minutes, and 9 seconds. And our fastest run so far in this month of May was done by Commander Malice XR3 in 1 hour, 23 minutes, and 56 seconds. If y'all think you got what it takes to beat these scores, then download the Hutton Helper and get to flying, Commander. You want to hear your name on this here radio station? Make sure you got the Hutton Helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hot.forthemug.com and get to trucking. And don't forget, if you do hear your name called out and you ain't already got one, get in touch with us to get your very own Hutton decal for your ship. Hutton Top Trucker, brought to you by Lacon Spaceways, only ships in the galaxy that come with your choice of body pillow for your bunk. Psycho Cow or Cubicle 3. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off too? Night-night.